Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. God, we do, we, we come to you now and God, just let your word for us, God, land this morning that you you know each of us are in different places different parts of our journey our walk with you different parts in our journey of life in different seasons and different you know having different things uh, in the midst of all that is going on different joys different hardships God we, we just open ourselves to you now and ask that your words which bring life would be landed in our, in our head and in our heart this morning Amen Amen. All right, for those of you that have got some familiarity with the Bible, you will have heard about a guy uh, called King David. King David, anyone? Yep, all right. So you may have heard the stories. Before he became king, he was the guy that, uh, with a slingshot and a stone, killed the Philistine giant Goliath. And uh, But before... Any, you know, anything really happened in his life. He, he was a shepherd boy. He was a shepherd boy. Now, I currently have seven sheep. So I'm like a shepherd boy. I don't normally have that many, but I just haven't rung the guy up. Uh, um, but but here's, here's what I do with my sheep. Once a week, I just check that they've got enough water. And then twice a year, I just call a guy, he comes and shares them and drenches them. So, like, shepherd boys aren't that busy. Like, so, a shepherd boy has lots of spare time. The remarkable thing about young Dave is that he chose to spend this time getting to know God and playing his guitar, that is a good life. <laughs> that is a good life. That's the, possibly the definition of the perfect life, getting to know God and playing your guitar. By the time that he encountered Goliath, he had already had some challenging encounters as a shepherd boy. We read that he had a lion come, grab one of his sheep, take off with it. David chases off to the lion, gets the sheep back, Lion's not impressed. Lion turns on David. David grabs him by the hair, smashes him. That's what shepherd boys do in Israel. And a bear as well came, got a sheep, ran off. He went off, got the sheep back. Bear turns on him, grabs the bear, smashes the bear. And he attributed this, that God, God did this. God helped him with this. God was with him. He somehow knew that. Like King David's journey through life and leadership was one that if you read the stories and, and you put yourself in that position, it was a life that probably would have crushed the soul of, of most of us. Such a hard journey that, and so many hard things that God called him into. But what he knew that he'd learned right as a shepherd boy that he carried right through his whole life is that he learned that God was good. He learned that God was good. And he wrote about his experiences and, uh, and many of these writings we still have, they are, uh, are psalms in our Bible. 
and songs about struggles and songs about God's goodness. Psalm 27, as that song finishes, Psalm 27, 13, he says this, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's the second to last verse. I will see the, I have confidence. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he ends the song with this encouragement, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Now, this is different. This waiting is different than when you're getting ready to go out and you're waiting for your spouse. It's different. You notice I didn't like that spouse. It's like I wasn't saying it was that one or it was that one. Like you know, you know which one's which eh, in, your, in your relationship. But it's not, that, it's not that kind of waiting. This is, this is a different kind of waiting. Waiting for the Lord. This is not, not a great example, but it's kind of close. It's like waiting for your online shopping in lockdown. There's not a lot going on, but it's like what's going on is that you know something good's going to come. You just don't know when. You're looking out for the courier with expectation. You don't want to be out when the courier comes in case they need a signature. You look out for it. You're excited for it. And you get ready for it. So the King David's invitation in the song to wait is not an encouragement towards patience. It's an encouragement into expectation. An expectation that comes from a confidence of seeing God answer prayers, visit his people, rescue the oppressed, vindicate the righteous. You know, so many of King David's Psalms are like this. They're this heart cry of the difficulty of the time. He's just pouring out his heart. It's like, man, things are hard. This is hard. And then they end somehow in the midst of when he started writing the song and when he finishes writing the song is that God has come and he has encountered the presence and peace of God. Wait for the Lord. You know, what King David had was what I'm calling today a, a holy expectation. A holy expectation. Now I want to talk about that today. Does it sound okay? Okay, a holy expectation. Could I even get an amen? amen. I, I'm just thinking like, afternoons, eh? I've got to make sure that you guys are hanging in. <laughs> like my dad, like he, he does afternoon snoozes. Eh? If he was there, eh, I'd be like, dad, dad, can I get an amen? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just remember my dad often watches on the stream. Dad, God bless you. I hope you had a good snooze today. Love you. All right, where are we? Where were we? Holy expectation. Did you come to church today with a holy expectation? Just did you come to church today with a holy expectation? That you could encounter God today in ways that would change your life. It's interesting when we look at the disciples at Easter time. 
We've recently just celebrated Easter. Ah, oh, love Easter. And uh, in the, the history of the church, they've ended up coming up with names for these different days. Uh, you've got Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter Sunday. You've got Monday, Thursday. You've got, there's another one for Wednesday, which I forgot. Uh, you've got Good Friday. You've got Holy Saturday, obviously Easter Sunday. What about the Monday? The Monday after this Resurrection Sunday. Or the Monday after that, the following week. You know, the disciples have been told by Jesus, they said, like, you've got to wait. You've got to wait. You've got to wait. The Holy Spirit is going to be given to you. And, and um, you, this is going to blow your mind. He didn't quite say it like that, but that was pretty much what he's saying. Like, you've got to wait. This is going to be awesome. Told them, you know, don't leave Jerusalem. And then he left them. 50 days after Easter, there was real uncertainty. The disciples probably wondering what was next. Got told to wait. The Holy Spirit's come. What's it going to be? Maybe a little confused. Maybe hopeful. A few of us at church have been uh, going through this uh, a book called Sacred Fire by Ronald Rollheiser. And in his book, he talks about the disciples after Easter. He says this, A formerly confident but now somewhat deflated group of disciples are huddled together, confused and out of energy, needing to be recharged anew, unsure of what they are waiting for, but waiting nonetheless for something new to happen to them, for new fire, for a new vision, and a new energy from beyond. You know, they may have been a little bit confused, but you know, the more important thing is that they had expectation that motivated them to gather together and wait and pray, trusting that God is going to give them something beyond themselves. A holy expectation. We read that they were in an upstairs room in Jerusalem, did a lot of praying, with holy expectation. Holy expectation. Another one of King David's songs, Psalm 5, verse 3. He says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. In Luke 12, Jesus is teaching his disciples and he tells a parable, a story, to help them understand the ways of God. And in this parable, in Luke 12, he tells about how it will be good for the servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Expectation. I love again in, uh, in Luke 3, Luke chapter 3, and we read about John the Baptist. And there were people that heard John the Baptist, they heard there's this kind of guy and he's, he's, you know, he's preaching with like authority and, and there were people that were heading out to see him. He was, a, you know, he was obviously an interesting guy. Um, and you read there that people were, were hearing him, listening to him, and the, we read the people were waiting expectantly. You know, what is God going to do? What is God going to do? You've got to realize in the, in the history of God's people, the history of Israel, um, it's in the time when John the Baptist came and Jesus came, there had been 
like prophetic silence for about 300 years with God's people. And like, so like they hear John the Baptist, you could be very understanding if you read that the people were thinking, oh no, this, you know, nothing's probably going to happen again like it has done for the last 300 years. I mean, these, this is a country that was in Roman occupation. They'd had their country, in the midst of those three, 300 years, had had their country um, you know, taken by other people. But they hear this kind of bold, wild man out in the wilderness, dressed in camel hair. I don't even know what that is. Like, it doesn't say clothes made of camel hair. It just says camel hair, like eating locusts and honey, which sounds half good and half bad. And, and they, he starts preaching with this authority, and somehow people had expectation. They went out to see him. He says he's in the wilderness. No cars back in those days, no cafes in the wilderness. Like, you know, this is a commitment. This is like take a couple of days off work. This is like pack some food. This is, we're, gonna, we're expecting God's going to do something. Spoke a little bit last year in one of the online things. I'd ask you who was watching online, but I won't. Um, um, but just talking, I did a message, it was about uh, how each of us have our, our giftings and they're all important. We all have a role to play. And I just went back to that and um, kind of grabbed this phrase that I was sort of written down out of that then, and I'll, I'll just read it out. You know, the body is made up of all of our gifts and talents and passions and experiences and energy, all important, and we all have a role to play. And as we use this, it makes room for transcendent moments to happen. This is like, this is what we hear today. I mean, again, I ask you the question, you know, do you have a holy expectation today? Are you expecting God actually speak to you or touch your life in some way. Now, you know, we can't control the Holy Spirit. You know, we're not supposed to. It's, it's, not, like, it's not like ordering a drink, you know, where you go up and say, I'll have a, you know, a pint of Holy Spirit, please. And it just doesn't work like that. But... But the reality of the work of the Holy Spirit amongst his church is that God does want to, to do things amongst us. He loves us. The Holy Spirit is active. And we're instructed to be filled with the Spirit as best we know how, to be led by the Spirit as best we know how, and trust that as the Holy Spirit is with us, he will lead his church in ways, and as different ones of us play our part in the midst of that, the Holy Spirit will come and we'll see demonstrations of the, of the first fruits of the kingdom of God, signs and wonders that point to the fullness of the life to come. We've got some great, so many great uh, things in our scriptures, don't we? We hear about the church in Corinth, which is in sort of southern Greece, and the church in Corinth uh, 
was a church that Paul the Apostle wrote these, um, I think he wrote about four letters to the church in Corinth because he just had to keep like pulling them in line. <laughs> they were excitable, but they were kind of a little bit of a wild bunch. We've only got two of the letters in our scriptures, First and Second Corinthians. And uh, in First Corinthians, we read about Paul writing to this, uh, this church in Corinth. And uh, they really were... Um, uh, I don't know, you kind of, on the one hand, you go like, man, they're a little bit um, uh, uh, not very thoughtful about other people, aren't they? And on the other hand, you go like, man, they just love their passion for the things of God. It's your birthday today, Holly. Happy birthday. Just saw you then, so it's Holly's birthday. <laughs> um, and so we read about when they have communion. Now, when we have communion, we... Uh, we, we've, we've got the little cups and it's so much better when you can have communion just with a few friends around your house and you can have bigger cups. And, uh, but c- communion, it's relatively um, orderly when we do communion. We read about the church in Corinth and <laughs> they, they had some people that were eating so much bread that some people came and there was none left. It's like, come on guys, be thoughtful. There was some of them, you know, that, and they had wine and uh, you know, symbolizing the blood of Jesus, drink the wine to remember the blood of Jesus that was, that was shed for you. And some of them drank so much wine they got drunk. <laughs> this is at the communion, at the church. And so you can just see that they're just an interesting bunch. And, and, then, and then it came to this whole thing of like Paul giving them some direction around the gifts of the Spirit when they were gathered together as a church. And he's saying like, guys, like, like, okay, so I've been hearing some things. Let me just help you out here. Uh, and it, was, it sounds like they were so excited that God was speaking to them for others. And it was actually like, I just got like a word of knowledge. I just got a prophetic thing from God. And I, and I felt it was for this person. And I gave it to them. And it was like, it was exactly what was their situation, exactly what they needed to hear. It was like, this is awesome. And so they were getting so excited about that kind of thing that they were, um, it sounds like in church services, someone would be saying like, I've got this word. I've got this prophetic word. I've got this word of knowledge. And they start sharing it and they get halfway through and someone else just can't, contain themselves and they're going hey my one's better than that listen to this and it's like the first guy hasn't finished it and it's like and Paul's saying like guys let's just like let's be people that are are thoughtful shall we about about other about each other and let's do this in a little bit of order God is a God of order not of disorder you know but you read it and you've got to love it don't you you've got to love their passion for wanting to be used by God to build up the church because the prophetic words aren't for themselves the prophetic words are for others. Words of knowledge are for others. And they were just, they just, well, I just, it's kind of the excitement of like, God speaks to me, you know, and, and, and uses me. I love that. They came with a holy expectation to church. God's going to use me. You know, our, our meetings at Coast Vineyard have been disrupted um, a lot, eh? Um, over the last couple of years, you know, you're not allowed out of your house. Then you can get together, but maximum of ten people, and then, then there's no limits, and then we're back to ten, and then to twenty-five, and then fifty, and then back to twenty-five, and then two hundred, and now it's unlimited. So, um, 
I might have missed a few fives or tens or twenties or whatever in the, in the midst of that. But, you know, with all of the changes and, and frustrations of that season, I wonder is that we may have lost sight of the spiritual gifts that God is wanting to use for building up an instruction and encouragement for his people. This week I was just revisiting a book that's on my, on my shelf at home. It's called When the Spirit Comes in Power, a book by John White. He was a psychiatrist, um, it's written in the 90s, I think, and he'd, he'd gone and visited a bunch of places where uh, remarkable things were happening uh, as people outworked these sort of spiritual gifts, um, gifts of the Spirit. And uh, you read it, and it's just story after story after story of God speaking to people, you know, revelation, miracles. There's the, the forward of the book, and this is the, what I'd love you to grab this, was the forward to the book was written by Joyce Huggett, and she was an author, uh, wrote many, many books on hearing God, listening to God. And in the forward of the book, she says, of the book, while never encouraging gullibility, it inspires confidence in the God of the impossible and rightly rebukes us for trusting God so feebly. It's a good book. When the Spirit comes in power, boy. John White. You may be here today, you may not know that much about spiritual gifts. And uh, if that's you, I'd just encourage you to read the stories of Jesus and of the early church in the Bible. Grow a holy expectation. And let's try and grab some of the passion of the Corinth Christians. And be looking for God to speak to us and use us and build others up. And let's as a church, let's let's come to church with a holy expectation. Come through our week that maybe an expectation that God has something for you, maybe an expectation that God is wanting to use you to to bring something for someone else. Let's have a holy expectation that God will meet us and heal us. Guide us, encourage us. How's that sound? All right. It would be wrong to just go like, I'm glad you agreed with all that, now off you go. We want to make room for that. We want to be hearing from God. We want, to, we want the prophetic to be heard amongst us. And so what I'm going to do, um, we might, what I'll probably do, I might get... Um, Thomas and Caitlin to come back up. So um, here's, here's what's going on. Hey, with, the, with inviting these guys up, you might think, oh, they're going to play that really nice music, you know. Like it's more that I'm just going to make some space shortly to, you know, for us to hear from God. And the place goes so quiet, hey, and it's just, <laughs> it's just awkward. It's like, it's like a library and church is not a library. Like, we, 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 we want the... We don't want the energy to drop completely out of the room here. So that's, that's why they're, gonna, they're coming up. So. See how much energy you can feel? Just like... <laughs> so I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and I'm going to invite God to speak to us. And then as, um, as we go, I'm going to uh, encourage any of you, uh, 
where you are, if you're feeling like, I, I feel like God has got something, you know, for church this morning or maybe for someone specifically to just come up and share that into the microphone. And if you are someone that is listening to these things, could I encourage you to listen with an open heart and expectation that God will speak to you? And I know he will. I know that out of today, there's going to be some cool things that are going to happen. Sound all right? All right. Let's just ask God to come and speak to us. So Holy Spirit, we do uh, invite you now to release that activity of the Spirit, activate that within us, God. Re- release to us as we sit and we wait with an open, open heart and open mind, God, that you would, you would drop in there your words for your church. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit and release that to us. Give that to us, we ask. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day. Be blessed.